Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather science, earth science, and a whole lot more. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bornier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 263 for Wednesday, November 24, 2021, one day before Thanksgiving. And a happy Thanksgiving to you and to everybody who take the time to listen to Weather Jazz and to join me for this interesting dive into all kinds of interesting topics, without a doubt. And I am still working on a few that are relevant to the season that we're about to enter. The Christmas season unofficially begins right around Thanksgiving. And for some people, it really begins Thanksgiving. In fact, My son Noah is one of the ones who basically says we shouldn't be playing Christmas music until, and I want to say that for him, it's like maybe the week of Christmas or maybe the week or two before Christmas, whereas my brother was driving around just outside of Boston and sent me video of his drive. He found a radio station In Worcester, Massachusetts, WSRS 96.1 FM. For those of you that listen to Weather Jazz from central New England, you're probably very familiar with this radio station because it was on November 1st that they started playing Christmas music. Continuous. Now, I have it set as a preset in my Tesla Uh, because I can listen to other radio stations all across the globe via TuneIn. TuneIn is one of the things that I can program in the Tesla. So I have access to all kinds of radio stations all across the globe, and I was able to find WSRS. So they started their Christmas music way back on November the 1st, way before Thanksgiving. But that's okay. Kind of gets you in the mood, especially If it is snowing, and we certainly have had a little bit of that before Thanksgiving. But let me talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and snowpack. And this is particularly interesting for the people of Northeast Ohio. Now, yesterday, most of you that listen to Weather Jazz know that I moved over and did the 7 and 10 p.m. newscast for last night. And I'll be there again tonight. 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. And I pulled out some interesting information about snowfall in Northeast Ohio, in particular the Fox 8 viewing area, Northeast Ohio, the Cleveland television market. 
And I looked at the last 10 years from 2011 to 2020, and my focus was to try to find how many of those Thanksgivings, and of course, you have to remember Thanksgiving floats from year to year, anywhere between the 22nd of November to the 28th of November. And so I looked at each specific Thanksgiving from 2011 to 2020 to see how many of them had at least within the Fox 8 viewing area some snowpack. Now, the whole region didn't have to have snowpack, just anywhere within the Fox 8 broadcast community, basically Northeast Ohio. And chances are that will elevate it just a little bit because of the snow belt. And the snow belt tends to have a whole whole lot better chance of seeing some snow compared to the rest of us. But that isn't necessarily the case. I took a look at the data from the arm of NOAA that looks at snowpack to determine just exactly if there was any snowpack anywhere in the Fox 8 viewing area on those Thanksgivings. And you would think that being Thanksgiving, it would be somewhat rare. When, in fact, what I found was a bit of a surprise. In 2011 and 2012, no snow at all anywhere in Northeast Ohio. 2013, that was a banner year for snowfall. Every backyard in the Cleveland television market had at least an inch of snow. In some cases, it was closer to 9 or 10 So there was a pretty wide disparity, uh, certainly augmented by some lake effect. But suffice to say, we did have a system that produced a lot of snow that year. That was the one year that was the banner year. And then we had another year that at least some snowfall was visible on the ground somewhere in the television market in 2014. And then none in 2015. And then 2016, 2017, 2018, guess what? Each one of those years had some snowfall somewhere in Northeast Ohio. The last two years, though, 2019, 2020, no snow. So when you look at that, now granted it's only a 10-year sample, but within that 10-year sample, five of them, you could at least hop in your car and drive to somewhere in Northeast Ohio that actually had some snow in their backyard. Very interesting. It's about a 50-50 proposition when you essentially widen it to looking for snowpack anywhere in a much larger community. And of course, again, it's helpful that we have a snow belt, higher elevation, tends to collect a little more snow, but that isn't necessarily always the case in that 10-year period in some of those years that had some snow, for instance, around Mansfield or around Akron. And then we had a few in the snow belt. And 2013, it was just about everywhere. Well, when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell you about a brand new telescope, which is going to be replacing the very famous Hubble Space Telescope. Everybody knows what Hubble is, but Hubble is about to be retired and... There's a new telescope that's going to be launched very soon. I'll tell you more about it on the other side of this break.
All right, we are back and we're going to talk about space telescopes, the most recent to be up there, and certainly one that was not devoid of some problems that they had to correct, if you remember that. It's the Hubble Space Telescope. So why is it important to send telescopes into space? Why can't we use telescopes, Earth-based, right here? And there is a very good reason for that. That's because the atmosphere, as wonderful as it is, and of course as important as an atmosphere is to our very survival, because obviously without an atmosphere, there are no living things. So an atmosphere is important. However, an atmosphere tends to bend light from outer space. And it also filters out certain frequencies of light. So we're not able to see correctly what is truly out there. So the higher up in the atmosphere and the higher up a mountain, for instance, a telescope is. That's why all of these big telescopes are on these very tall mountains. That's because the amount of atmosphere it has to peer through is much less, much less density. More of that light, starlight of all kinds of frequencies can actually make it to the telescope and therefore you can have a little more clarity. If you can take a telescope and throw it out into space, guess what? You don't have any interference whatsoever. So you've opened up a brand new world of all kinds of frequencies that you suddenly can see very, very clearly. And certainly the Hubble Space Telescope has given us some amazing, amazing images, not only right here in our own solar system, but of the entire cosmos. It truly is amazing. All you have to do is Google Hubble Space Telescope images and take a look at some of those images to know that we certainly gleaned a lot from that particular telescope after of course it was corrected if you remember it was sent up and they didn't grind the lens to the right uh, curvature and they had to literally send a corrective lens kind of like a pair of eyeglasses to be placed on the telescope which then allowed the Hubble Space Telescope to do its thing well Hubble is getting pretty old and of course the technology is getting pretty old so We've been working on something to send up there to replace the Hubble Space Telescope, and that is about to happen. The name of the telescope is the James Webb Space Telescope, and it is a space telescope that was jointly developed by NASA, the European Space Agency, and the Canadian Space Agency. And it is going to succeed the Hubble Space Telescope. Now, there have been some delays. In fact, a lot of different kinds of delays. But all of that is now behind them. They're just about ready to put this thing into space. It is going to go up on an Ariane 5 rocket. And right now it is scheduled to go up on the 22nd of December, roughly a month from now. That should be a real interesting launch and hopefully a successful one. So what makes the James Webb Space Telescope so special? Well, obviously there are some huge technology upgrades as well as a size upgrade. 
Now, I'm going to post some photos on weatherjazz.com, episode number 263, for those that are interested in actually seeing some renderings and even some pictures of the James Webb Space Telescope being assembled. It's much larger than the Hubble in the sense that the Hubble Space Telescope was only 2.4 meters wide or 7 feet 10 inches, whereas the James Webb Space Telescope will actually span 6.5 meters, essentially triple the size, 21 feet, if you would like that, in imperial distances. And how they were able to do that, essentially, was to grind out 18 individual hexagonal mirror segments that essentially come together. And and again, you'll see a rendering of that on weatherjazz.com, episode number 263. Go check it out. Some real interesting stuff. Oh, who is James Webb? Well, let's talk about that. The telescope is going to be named or has been named for the administrator for NASA from 1961 to 1968. And James Webb was essentially an integral part of the Apollo program at NASA when it was in its developmental stages. And so, obviously, he played a big part, and that is the origin of the telescope's name. Oh, by the way, the partnership, I mentioned a European Space Agency in Canada and the USA. I will list the participating countries. They were or are Austria, Belgium, Canada, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Ireland, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and the United States of America. And as I am able to discern, I think this telescope was supposed to have gone up in 2018, roughly thereabouts, but obviously all kinds of problems and issues. Whenever you build something that big, you're going to run into some issues, and they did, and that essentially placed delays into the mix. And by the time we got to COVID, COVID shut the whole thing down for a period of about a year before everyone came back together and finished this project off. So, Bottom line, watch for the launch on December the 22nd. That'll be the earliest that it can go off. And hopefully there won't be any more delays after that. And I'm sure that the images that we get from the James Webb Space Telescope will be even more stunning than Hubble, if you can imagine that. Wow. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence and on social media by word of mouth over the fence any way possible. And since this is going to be the last program of this week, I will be taking Thursday and Friday off. I would like now today to give thanks to those of you that continue to partner to support Weather Jazz. And they are Victoria Singer in Vermont and Kean Galunas in Vermont. There's something special going on tomorrow because Kean is celebrating a birthday. 
On Thanksgiving Day, we heard from a little bird that flew over here from the Green Mountain State that it would be an extra celebration on Thanksgiving. So, Kian, happy birthday to you, and thank you for being one of the supporters. Dale Osborne and Kirtland, Will and Tanya Krauss from Ohio, from the Medina area, Christine Barnes, and from the Concord Township area of Ohio, Rose Moore. Bill Martin in Florida, Andrea Rich, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, I thank you so much. And if you'd like to have your name included in that list, it's easy. Just go to the supporter tab at the top of weatherjazz.com. You will see not only that list of supporters that I just read off, but your chance to get added to that list. And I'm always looking forward to hearing from you. Do you have a topic suggestion, a question, or you just want to say hello and tell me how it is you listen to Weather Jazz? You can send me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or you can call me on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect Line, 234-525-5888, and you can get all of that information by clicking on the Contacts tab at weatherjazz.com. Well, have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Certainly a lot to be thankful for. I am thankful for every single one of you that join me and listen to Weather Jazz. Spread the word. And we'll catch you next Monday right here on Weather Jazz. See you then. Weather and science across the globe.